Previously on Dice Weave. There are no appointments registered for today. I am Mr. Barnabas Thorne of the Impossible Geography Society. Yes, I'm afraid I'm going to need to get each of your individual code numbers so that I can report this failure to the higher-ups. Truly, you think I'm to believe this? I have a system right here. And we, the audience, saw a little beetle crawling through the floor starts to disintegrate and sink into the system. Actually, ma'am, we have already met possible there was some type of a glitch with our notifications. I trust you will be able to guide them. I can do this. Nav going to release their nanobot. You're able to navigate through the maze with basically no trouble. And a little bleep on the tracker. You are on your way towards them. The daddy trio. Heist, 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 that doesn't really work. Da da da. Heist, 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 It's a pipe pong. Heist, 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 Welcome back to Dice Weave, everyone. God damn it. Oh, I'm going to be a problem child today, motherfucker. <laughs> welcome back to Heistweave. <laughs> yes! Uh, welcome back to Heistweave. Last you left off, you had made it through my maze. You solved my maze puzzle with absolutely no difficulty. You didn't have to b- try and brute force it between, before realizing that you didn't have to. It's It's fine. Let's not linger on things that didn't happen. Let's yeah. move on. Everything we did definitely made it into the episode. <laughs> I was it was actually surprising. It took less time than it felt. Sorry if I was a little bit snappy last time. When things get thinky, my stupidity really makes me a dumb angry person. Oh. Well, um I'm much better at bullshit. Things are going to get thinky again, but in a different way. When things get thinky, the brain gets stinky. (laughs) Yes, that. I believe that was a Socrates quote. Probably. With with that set in mind, what? tell us about room number two. Yeah, room two, security room two, is a, like, ten-foot organimber, just white hallway, glowing lights. There's a keypad on the wall next to you. At the far end of this hallway is a door. On the floor, there is some kind of reddish-bluish stains. That That's the room. Does anybody remember why I would have plus one fuck in my equipment? I believe that was for the uh, pheromone ah, stuff. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. I got rid of the fuck. Okay. Yeah, you did use that. You used your one fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all these fucks. We gave them to the dog. Well, it worked. We gave him the fuck so we could keep all our shit. <laughs> so it's a room. There's some stains. Yeah, it's it's a... Ho- Belle's first response to seeing this room is to just go... Do not fucking move. Nav stands very still. The room continues to be a room. Okay, everything about this is screaming trap. That can't just be me, right? I mean, I I didn't think that an empty room would be a security test, so this is probably designed to kill us. Oh, I wonder if we walk in and, like, the door locks behind us, and then the torches come out of the walls, like in, uh... Fucking chain four. Oh, I didn't like that one. It just chain? it just got so gross. Yeah, like when when Mister Puzzle like trapped them in that room. <laughs> and <laughs> is Pete from an alternate universe where the Saw movies are actually the chain movies? <laughs> I made this canon, and apparently they started Pete. making them way earlier than the regular Saw movies. <laughs> What the fuck? Is that the only difference between those two universes? From, from our understanding pre- so far, Pete <laughs> Pete like has found a lot of weird off-brand shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I also 100% like see the Saw movies being real in Pete's universe. He just found a sorry, bootleg are you copy. From a, 
Are you saying you're actually from a different universe? That would be very funny if if it was true. Big plot twist. I, I don't I don't think it's the case though. That would be quite the twist, particularly for me, who has plans for you. <laughs> no. <laughs> What is happening? No, this is not. Okay. Can I get a repeat of what's in the room? Is it just literally an empty room with some stains on the walls? It's it's an empty hallway uh, with some stains. Are they blood stains? Make 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 an intellect check. Make a blood check. Make a blood check. (laughs) Nav is very stupid today and does not know what anything is. Nav, I got a... Five? Oh, that's not enough. Oh boy. Do we uh five out of twenty is pretty bad, actually. Is six better? That's a nine. Oh sorry, Nathan's got a nine. <laughs> yeah, that's some blood. There's there's blood on the floor. Looks like it didn't quite uh wash out. Nav has apparently gotten as stupid as somebody who will name themselves Car Door for an <laughs> heist. <laughs> Nav, wait, there's blood on the floor. Okay. Doesn't seem very I threw sanitary. out the blood cleaner already. What do you want me to do? No, I mean, oh it means there's guys. probably a trap that activates if you go forward. Yeah, just don't don't move, okay? We If that door closes, something could trigger the moment this room is sealed. I will say there is a, like, almost a little bit of a separation. There's, like, a little keypad on the the wall next to you inside the room. And there's some lights that kind of... That part of the room is slightly less lit. Can I computer science an answer to this? Uh, how much time you got? That's up to you. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to spend potentially a half an hour trying to brute force a keypad, you know, maybe you'll get somewhere. If if, if that's what you want to do. Nav pulls out the slime jar. Do you think this might help? Whoa, whoa. Maybe we don't go straight for the slime. Uh, when am I ever going to get to use this thing? When the time is right. Now the slime away. Do, do we have anything we could just throw into the hallway? I don't know. Like yeah, maybe absolutely. if we what, see what Pete too. <laughs> no. Oh my god. No, Pete. Fucking crass. We do not want. Nav, what is with you right now? This is making me nervous. Kind of, like, leans and, like, puts a hand to Nav's forehead worriedly. Like, are you feeling okay? You're a little bloodthirsty today. I'd offer you a snack, but I used them before. I still have some. Okay, well, why don't you eat something? Your blood sugar might be a little bit low. (laughs) Nav throws the snacks through the hallway. Oh, well, that... (laughs) Okay, um... Does anything happen? Uh, Okay, you throw these snacks into the hallway, and there is a... Almost a little bit of a shimmer as the snack gets cut in half. God damn it's one of those Resident Evil fucking laser traps, isn't it? Oh, I was I did think that that would have happened. Uh Hmm. If you want to try and identify what might be causing damage to things tossed into this room, you might be able to make a roll. You might want to throw a few more things to to help get a good sense of it. Oh, I played a um, PlayStation would, game I... like this once. Does anybody have cigarettes? <laughs> I was about to say, like, do we have, like, a little spray bottle filled with water? I mean, I guess we have those thermos. I threw out the blood cleaner. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm I, I'm just going to make a roll and just see if I can get it. Okay. Um, you have a lot of knowledge of Rook, so I will give you an asset. Let's call this a level four roll. And then add your asset, and then you can spend whatever. Yeah, I have involving machines. I have that as a I skill. I will count that. Yes, let's go. Alrighty, that's an 11. That is enough. You know, with your knowledge of Rook and your knowledge of machines, that this is utilizing technology that is not laser-based. These are monomolecular wires. So very, very, very thin wires being moved quickly they're almost invisible nav slowly lifts up the slime jar okay this actually might be a good situation for the slime jar it's like a big cheese slicer won't get rid of the wires might can we cut them what what are they made of yeah in in my experience like what's the best way to get around these 
Or is there any well-known way of getting around them? I mean, dodging them is sometimes an option, but I mean, that, that... it requires some in- immense skill. Turning off such systems is a way. There are... Yeah, across the room is a keypad, right? Not that, not like a hand scanner? No, it's, it's right next to you. Oh. Um, and it is, But yeah, it's a keypad, not a hand scanner. So it requires a password. Fuck. Yeah, that's the problem. But there are materials that could cut these things. Or, you know, if you have something that can burn through materials... Nav shakes the slime jar. <laughs> Maybe that would work. Bell just frowns intently at it, and my instincts are telling me that I should just dive through this, but my brain is telling me that's a stupid idea and we should just use the slime. I, I think I'm with your brain on this one. I mean, I, I know that you're really strong, but as far as I tell can tell, you could still get cut in half. That's... You're not, like, immune to that, right? Yeah, I mean, if you told me you were, I'd believe you at this point. Oh, trust me, I am, in, I am in fact, aggressively not invincible to having pieces chopped off of me. Like, <laughs> mo- motion waves with the robotic arm. So that's how you got that. Oh, trust me, that was a... That was a day. Anyway, uh, slime. Yeah, we should just use the slime. I actually need to find the actual description of the slime. Lexi, do you have that? Uh, it's it's somewhere. Yeah, the melt-all. The melt-all. Melt-all. Uh, that sounds like it should fucking work, though. Once released, this organic slime dissolves one cubic foot of material each round. After one round per cipher level, the slime dies and becomes inert. It is 1d6 plus 3 level. Which was rolled at some point. I would have sent it to you, or maybe well, not. I'm sure you did. I didn't realize it was per per level that the rounds last. That's cool. So this thing breaks and then just dissolves everything around it? Like, what if we kind of floated it? Well, I floated it, and, like... I could shatter it with my mind. Yeah, and then it'll, and then it'll keep the momentum and burn up all the wires that goes across the hallway and then hopefully dies so we could walk past it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh... It becomes inert once it's done. We don't have to worry about it, like, attacking us or something. It's not like the one from the hallway. Oh. The only problem I have with this plan is that shattering it might not be the best move. We we could just turn the fucking thing on, send it forward, and once the wires are cut, they'll just fall, right? We don't have to worry about them, like, reattaching themselves. They're not conscious. Okay. We still need to move it, right? It's not, like, intelligent. It, it, It does move. It is living. I was imagining it as basically like a liquid-ish. Yeah, that just kind of rolls. Yeah, like it's kind of a, it would probably spread out as it floats because it's just kind of a viscous goo. We still need to like float the goo though, just so we yeah. can direct it in the, yeah. yeah. All right, Pete. Nev holds up the slime jar. All right, uh, let's see how this works here. Well, earlier it was lasers, so maybe... And uh, Pete will reach out his hand, and this time, from the palm of his hand, there's this kind of almost like tractor beam sort of thing emits and engulfs the gl- the slime in a faint glow, which then, and then the slime loses uh, its bearing with gravity. Ah, neat. This is very flavorful. My powers always become something cool and on brand when we recur. When we when we uh, go recurse is that the word for it? Translate. Translate. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Man, when I get higher up, I'm just gonna like translate through a bunch of these places. This is such good material. All right. You have detached the the slime from gravity. Do you activate it and push it forward? Yep. I'll shove it. <laughs> All right. You twist the top of the container, push it forward, and the container, after a few moments, begins to... It, like, dematerializes, almost digitizes, kind of kind of looking. And the, the goo that was inside is still unhinged from, rea- from gravity, which because I, I think that's fucking cool. That's a clever way of doing this. And it spreads out, and you start seeing these whips through the air, 
as the monomolecular wires start trying to cut at it and there's a little there's little sizzles and by the time it floats down to the other end of the hallway Pete, make sure you spend your points, and let's say this takes two rounds to go all the way. Maybe, maybe three. Maybe three. Three rounds, because it's kind of a gentle push. And by the time the goo gets to the other end of the room, uh, there are... You can kind of see Fwip still trying to hit along the sides of the room, but it's clear that there's some like residue on the floor now and it doesn't seem like the like swishes in the air are in the middle of the room so there is now space to basically just walk down through this room you've solved my resident evil-esque laser puzzle <laughs> dang did you can float things uh, yeah yeah i uh, pretty recent but can i can i float things i don't know uh Clone Pete will point his hand at Pete, kind of make mm, little grunts of effort, squinting his eyes. At, it's not working. Is there a trick to it? I, I don't know. I, I just do it. it. Maybe you don't get those because you were inside me and never became goo. This is so intriguing to watch. Nav looks... Is is silently saluting the slime. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's move on. All right, you walk single file down the hallway. There are some flips near you, but nothing hits you. You are not cut to pieces. Uh, just keep your hands inside the ride at all times. So when you say turned into goo, like, uh, c- could I do that? I don't think so. I... I mean, maybe if if we could take you to my uh, where the the Toronto, uh, you could just like hit a crystal. Uh, that's kind of what I did, but I uh, I'm not sure you can leave. Why not? I mean, you you kind of got here for translation. Uh, so am I just stuck here then? How's about we don't think about this? Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. And you make it to the end of the hallway. There's a hand scanner. You plug in your little hacking device and stick Bill's arm on it. And the door opens. Smacky, smacky. And you enter into the third security checkpoint, the third room. And this one is... You walk into a room that... it's, it's It's a bit bigger than the hallway. Somewhat similar in design to the lobby that you entered but the main thing is an empty podium in front of the door to the next room and as soon as you walk in a bunch of little like nanite you know little robots flood into the room in a swarm and they begin to swarm together into the shape of a kind of lizard looking humanoid lizard person uh you know that this is essentially a rukian hologram it's made out of these nanites it's very matrix four honestly but you know it's kind of this almost cartoonish looking lizard rat thing and it begins to speak at night they come without being fetched, <laughs> and by day they are lost without being stolen. Oh my god, it's a riddle. <laughs> are oh, you fucking more riddles? Me? Shit! De- who who ah. actually puts riddles in their fucking security system? Good lord. What the fuck? Who does this? What does this protect? <laughs> fuck! Oh, fuck. Where are we? Fucking Middle Earth? <laughs> Nav. Nav, please tell me you're good at these. You're like the smart one here, aren't you? Okay, okay, everybody huddle in. Can I get the riddle again, please? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been Uh, distracted by the shouting. Sorry. I will post this in the dice weave. At night they come without being fetched, and by day they are lost without being stolen. Okay, so my thought is stars. Yeah, that was my first thought. I'm so glad you guys are here. I am not smart enough for this shit. Is it stars? Where, ah, 
Wait, wait, wait. How many tries do we get? What happens if we lose? What happens if we win? Are there, are there rules? Password accepted. Oh. Oh, dear God, thankful. Whew. Okay. I can bring tears to your eyes, resurrect the dead, make you smile, <laughs> and reverse time. I form in an instant, but I last a lifetime. What am I? Why? Why? What is this? Who is this supposed to be keeping out? Is memories. this like a literacy test? Because that feels kind of racist. Nav! What you, did, Nav, did you say that to the thing? We gotta be careful, Nav. What if we get it wrong? Hey, lizard. Are there parameters for failure? The parameters for failure are lo complete lockdown of the encephalocomb. Fuck. Thank you. Fuck. If you get a riddle God, God wrong, damn, Lexi, I hate you so much. much. Why the fuck did Hootie's voice have to become canon? <laughs> uh, originally, it was going to be Yabble Resh's voice, but then you made fun of my Hootie voice earlier today. Your Hootie voice oh my also occasionally drifts into Pinocchio from Shrek, so be careful <laughs> of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear God, it Honestly, is. this isn't the, as Hootie as I usually go. Yeah, I think I think it's probably the illness. It's okay. I don't blame yeah. you. I think your body language also contributes a lot to it. Yeah. Lexi starts wiggling like a worm whenever <laughs> they do this voice, so. Does anybody have a better answer than mine? No, that sounds oh. pretty good, actually. Yeah, let's try it. Memory. <laughs> Password accepted. Oh, God. All right. Now I hope you're ready for one that is not super obvious off the internet and one that I wrote. So, good luck. Oh, no. Let's hope you don't shit at riddles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually got feedback from people. Riddle me piss! <laughs> I, hate, I hate playing a character who's stupid. I hate playing a character who's stupid sometimes. It makes me so stressed. I contain rivers of life and rot if they are dry. I am supported by stones, but I must renew to survive. Oh, shit. I mean, not literally rivers, because that would be dumb. I mean, it, it could just be a purse, like a human. I mean, I get that with, like, rivers a laugh, but, like, then, what's the stones, Well, then? that would be bones. Blood vessels? But then what are the stones? Yeah. Blood and bones. If you're dried of blood, you die. Supported by bones. But then what about renewing? You don't really make... New I guess you kind of make blood. That's what your spleen is for, Pete. Oh, yeah. I probably shouldn't have spent half of my biology classes in Cambodia. <laughs> your laugh is insane. Dear God, Pete, I wish I hadn't sold my spleen sometimes. You know, you you should just write a biography. I tried once. It uh, didn't really sell. The, I got, like, one review, and it was, like, two stars, and it just said random does not equal funny. Is it people, or is it the flesh? Because it seems more generally flesh. Hmm. Uh, do you think that rocks or stones mean food? Nav looks at Belle, <laughs> and they're like, humans don't eat rocks, Belle. I mean, not not a lot, but like... Birds eat rocks. I, I ate gravel a lot growing up, and that turned out fine. Oh, oh same. Oh. We, we ate gravel? Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. Well, that does explain a lot. Yeah, see? What? Yeah, yeah, never mind. Now um, steps up on their tippy toes and pats Spell on the shoulder. <laughs> Look, I, I, it's an easy mistake. You take geography classes, you learn about minerals, and then, you know, every every advertisement for cereals on the planet talks about how important it is to have vitamins and minerals. So it's like, why That's not a just... geology class, Pete. Why not just cut out the middleman? Geology, not geography, Pete. They, they, they teach a little bit of geology in, like, in like pre-K geography classes. I suppose it could also be the aquifers of, say, Mesoamerican history that run dry and rotted the society out. TikTok! <laughs> Wait, uh, what? There's a timer? It, it's this a metaphor not part for of society. This. We live in a society, flesh, guys. Flash, flash. Password accepted. Ooh. Oh. 
And you actually got that right. Well, just, I'm right, so you proud of you. I was not sure on that one. So I am so glad that was right. Belle just about starts crying. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. you are the sp- I worked so hard Nav, on that you're riddle. you're the smartest person. Be proud of me. I'm the one who got the flesh. <laughs> Nav, you're the smartest person I've ever known. Dear God. Would blood, have even, would blood vessels even have been accepted? <laughs> the hologram dissolves and goes back into the walls and the door pops open. Still don't know who that was supposed to be protecting i guess probably would have kept me out i I wouldn't have gotten like two of those it would have kept me out i i I could have gotten through all of this but i would have failed here remember the the line about how wow it seems like this place is just begging to be robbed (laughs) why is everything on rook begging to be robbed (laughs) that's just kind of how it is and i wanted an excuse to run a dungeon you should watch the new Chicken Run movie. It's reminding me a lot of this. Oh, uh, the new Chicken Run is actually very good. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, well, we go through the door into this, the final final space. Before we do, I want to check the scanner and see what it says about where our compatriots are. The The tracking device for your compatriots is saying that it is still forward and down, kind of kind of far-ish, but into the encephalocom still. Okay. They didn't die in this room. Okay, this that means that they're definitely alive, right? I mean, they could have starved to death inside the encephalocom by now. I mean, it really depends. Like, is there some kind of a prison in the encephalocom for intruders? I mean, why would they have a prison next to the information that people come to steal, though? Well, because we'll be finding out shortly, won't we? I mean, this... We... We got in. I mean, guys, I don't want to jinx anything. Then shut up. Don't fucking say it. Okay, then let's just continue forward. Fucking Christ. Keep walking. (laughs) Hello, and welcome back. Our mini hiatus was very refreshing, though in hindsight, I feel like this episode would have been a better or crueler cliffhanger. You'll understand why soon. Still, we're doing well and are back on the grind. As of this mid-roll, we've completed recording this arc, which will conclude in three episodes. We will then have a Monster of the Week one-shot, followed by a vignette leading into the next arc. I'm very excited. But that's the future. For now, please enjoy the rest of this episode. Also, tell your friends about us. Word of mouth is our primary way people learn about us, and we'd love to grow this audience. Anyway, back to the show. You walk into what essentially looks to be a control room. There are some cupboards underneath the panels. There is very prominently displayed a scanner, much like the ones that the gene lock scanners that you've already found, as well as just like a a keypad that is very generic, just like letters and numbers. And then there is a kind of uh, a a closed spiral door off to the side. Uh, Do we still have that tracker? Any note on where it it thinks that the the people we're trying to rescue, like, are? They're still somewhere further on. It it has to be. They they must be downstairs. Mm Mm-hmm. And you remember that the pod that you're looking for is pod JX373. All right. And like that, that panel is just in front of us. Yep. It's like just press some buttons, basically. Belle's just going to go like, I assume we need to do like a login quick and she has to just like touch the thing with her hand that's been coded for it. Yep. You would have to recode it with the little thing. Belle's going to just plop down next to that and just plug in. Okay. Plug it in. The... Scanner is once again recoded for your arm. You put your arm on it. You're given access. All right. Time to get pod JX something something. 373. Bell would actually remember if I don't. <laughs> yeah, y'all y'all know what this, this thing is. It was mentioned once. Bell would remember. I wouldn't. <laughs> and uh, you can hear some, some kind of fluidy mechanical sounds as something is moved. 
And you also see on the tracker that they, your compatriots, or at least the tracking device, is getting closer to you. Hot dog. Oh. That's probably oh, not no. good. Or maybe it is good, because we're about to free them? But if they're in the pod... Oh, no. Then where's the guy whose memories we're here to get? That's... I think that's the problem here. Clone people, elbow P. I, I, I'm not sure if I follow is... Honestly, I don't either. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty lost as well. I think it's about we're about to see something horrible, though. Probably. <laughs> I love Pete's just, I think we're going to see something horrible. <laughs> Sharp rocks at the bottom. Most likely. Bring it on. The pod is brought in and, like, you can hear it clamping onto the outside of this door. And there's some fluid sounds of things being emptied out. And you can go over to that door, and there's a button there that would open it. Yeah, because how big is the pod? Uh, you don't know, but based on the size of the door, I mean, the door is definitely like a big round door, easily like two bells. Okay, yo, yo, they could be alive then. I totally thought that they were already dead and their, their like brains had been put in a box. <laughs> I hold up the scanner to the pod. They're very, very close. All right, I'm going to press the button and open the pod. <laughs> you open the pod and like the, the door rolls back and inside are all of these uh, filaments. It's it's decent decent sized room, uh, like maybe bedroom sized, but it's it's filled with these hanging filaments and in this room and you can see pretty clearly held by the filaments is one kind of mechanical body, the remnants of a body, but there's a head and there's light in it. And it says in three voices, help us. Uh, yep. There it is. Oh God. Fuck. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I, as a player, am screaming. Belle just looks very stone-faced and kind of steps forward. Don't step forward. What, what if it's a trap? What if you're going to get put in the horrible chimera machine thing? I don't think that's what happened here. Well, could, could we get a cliff's notes? I'm very alarmed. These things store memory. It makes sense that if something went wrong, a place that stores memory isn't just going to trash folks who st broke in. going to store them, too. Waste not, want not. Oh. Oh. What can move of this body kind of tries to reach out. This is complicated. Hey. Kind of reaches and meets the outreached, uh, outreached hand. It's all right. We'll get you out of here. Okay. Nav has been very still up till this point, but I'm going to check in and see. Uh, between my computer science and my knowledge and stuff, would I be able to figure out what part of this thing is what's storing the, like, memories? Because it, it's not the whole robot, right? Yeah, you can try and figure this out. Yeah, you can use computers. All right, so Nav's going to kind of step up and kneel or lean down to whatever. I'm not exactly sure what height this is at, but... As you step into the room, the filaments in the room kind of start to almost get attracted to you. Nav shudders a little bit. As the filaments were getting closer to you, what's left of this machine says, Don't let them touch you! And Nav, Nav jumps back. Would I be able to use my nano-infusion to, like, control them to any extent, or would that not be viable? Hmm. I, I don't think that's a thing your nanomachines really do. Okay. Would I have any clue as to how you would normally interact with this thing? 
surely there's a trick to it. Surely there is something that is used for this because this seems like a time for a premonition. Yo, let's go. Okay. I was going to say, this is a really good moment for that, actually. People turn to Bells like, so you, have you ever seen anything like this before? You seem to know the other stuff. Uh, this is outside my wheelhouse. I had a feeling this, this seems a lot, even I can tell. But they got in there. How did they, from that, I would like to learn one random fact about this machine. Like, kind of just functionality, like how things get in and out of this. Um, the robot body doesn't belong here. Huh. As Pete stares at this, his, he kind of like puts a hand on his chin, like kind of in a thinking sort of position, and without even seeming to notice, his, his hand once again emits a blue glow, and you can kind of see almost little technological lines like flash across his face for a little bit as his eyes glow a very faint pale blue. And he's like, well, no wonder you don't know. This This. This isn't supposed to be here. This whole thing. I mean, the machine, certainly. This, I'm not even sure... That, I wonder if they even know it's here. This, Like, do I know if it's just not supposed to be here as in in the encephalocome, or do I know that this does not belong on Rook? Or do I not know? I guess more specifically, the robot body does not belong in this pod, or as it's not part of... It's not part of the encephalocome. Well, okay, I don't know. Maybe somewhere else here made it, but this this shouldn't be here in this pod or anything. This this is clearly wrong. Okay. I want to go and search the shelves that were lining this room and see if I can find anything that would let me like interact with the filaments safely. Okay. You go and open uh, you look at some shelves. Most of them are not particularly interesting you open a cabinet and you find a weird looking technological glove uh, a pair of weird gloves Ooh, you guys i found power gloves fuck they were definitely supposed to use those well uh we have them now uh i wonder if like were they supposed to use it on this guy i mean did did they know he was here we're, we're still, still alive, alive. oh God, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, sorry, shouldn't have used past tense, uh, it hurts to have three people in my brain. <laughs> I just wanted to let you know. We have to help them. Can we please get on with this? Okay. I'm going to put the gloves on, and I'm going to, uh, like, clap my hands together, and I'm going to ask the robot, all right, which of these things is Boberto? Get us out before I tell you. Please get them out. Uh, is is there like an instruction manual to this? We, we, we just kind of picked these up. So it looks like the filaments are just kind of holding them in to the, they're just kind of wrapped around like tendrils. Oh. So. Just try to pull them out. All right, I'm going to try and untangle the filaments from the robot. <laughs> With these gloves, you can feel an interface possibility. By touching these filaments with these gloves, you know that you can reach into them and grab the memories that are within, but it also, they respond to your touch and basically loosen as you just kind of, you just kind of brush the filaments off. And soon you have what's left, uh, the mechanical bits of a body and a brain and are uh, the, the, the remnants of the daddy trio. Nav, Nav opens their arms up, like, expectantly, like, give, give me, give me, mine. All right, I pile the robot into Nav's arms. Yeah, and it's basically a head and, like, shoulders, a bit of mechanical torso-y bits and an arm. Nav's, Nav's gonna hold them and, and say, I'm so sorry, we're going to figure this out. 
Well, we'll have to figure out a way to get out without this being found. And he points to the robot. <laughs> Bell's still holding a hand. Nav wants to see if they can do examine them, like sits down and lays them out gently to try to take a look. Okay. And in the meantime, I'm just going to start like brushing through the filaments trying to locate Boberto. Okay. I want to make sure that you remember part of your deal is to when you get the memories, you want to store a copy of the experience on uh, various hard drives or like floppy disk looking things that you can plug into your umbilical. So if you want to plug into those, Bell probably has them. Yeah, Bell hands them over because we do have to bring a copy back for our work, but then part of the deal to get the beetle that got us in here was we have to give a copy to the choir. Yeah. And I think also Yabal Resh. Yes. All right. So I'm making three copies. All right. So you plug in and I, th okay, I'm going to first address our friends. Nav, you sit down and are examining them. How do you want to, what are, what are you doing? What I'm looking for is, I mean, ideally, if there is a single storage system that's holding their, like, memories and consciousness, locate that and try to find a safe way to remove it. Okay. I'm doing brain surgery. Okay. Very interesting. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, go ahead and make a level th four computers check. Definitely want to use this is a involving point machines. Would Bell be able to assist at all? Yeah, I'll let that happen. So it's reduced to level two from skills. Okay, I got a sixteen. Okay. Yo. You are examining them and. As you are, you find uh, you find a a port on the back of the head, and you can see that there is definitely like a a chunky, blocky chip in the head that would be probably containing them and their personalities and whatnot. And they uh, this this body says, "I pulled them in when we got eaten. Now we're all stuck in a box." But at least it's not as overwhelming as all the filaments. Nobody warned us about carnivorous filaments that heat your brain. Nev, Nev shushes them a little bit. Hey, I'm going to get you out of here. And we're going to get you split up. I'm going to figure this out. I'm sorry. This might pinch a little. And Nev pulls out the chip. And the robot appears to power down. And now you've got a, a kind of chunky looking like hard drive, uh, presumably with all three of the daddy trio on it. Nav tucks that very carefully into their stuff, like wraps it up and, and puts it away very safely. Hooray, you've saved them-ish. Yeah, Belle, from her experience with like recursion hopping, Will this translate with us properly? You would have to make a roll. This is a weird, uh, weird, like, you, you'd have to make a roll to know that. This is a weird thing. Yeah, because I'm really worried that if we try to translate with this and it doesn't come, like, what'll happen to them? Like, how would that even translate to Earth properly? I don't know if that would work. You can't leave them here. Obviously not, but the, I'd rather leave them here and leave them in the hands of someone who can figure out how to help them than have them just fall off into the void somewhere trying to bring them home. Maybe Serge can help. Maybe, yeah. I, I would like to make a, a roll to see if I can figure that out. Nav is holding the bag that they've put the robot brain into very tightly. I think this is a level seven strange lore check. Oh, dear God. There's no way I got Which uh, Nav can help with, but... Yeah, I'll help. Uh, so that reduces it to six with that, that uh, training, but it's... Nuts. <laughs> That's a lot. Oh, damn. You have to roll an 18 or higher. Yeah. Okay. Uh, would, in would involving machines help at all with this, since they are, like, technology in this world? Uh, um... 
What about my computer science? I think because I think it's too weird. This is very much a strange problem. Uh, well, okay. No, I. Hmm. No, I'll give you an asset. You need this asset, uh, or not? Not an asset. I'll give you that training as well for the 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 machines because this is a. It's a strange machine problem. It's weird. It's a. It's. Hey, it's only a fifteen now. That's great. That's great. I'm really worried about something going wrong on our way out, so I don't know if I want to risk putting any effort into this because I have nothing for intellect, so I'm just... Tabitha, I love this dice so much. She's beautiful. She has a little baby dice in her. I trust her. I trust her with my fucking life. I'm trusting her with Daddy Trio's life right now. Come on, baby. That is a 17. <laughs> nice. <Woo>! Nice. <laughs> You think that if you can give them some way to interact with the world, some way to think, because currently they're just a hard drive, they might be able to translate themselves. Like, probably uncomfortably, because they're crammed in there, that's not going to be doing well for, like, thinking and processing. But if you brought them into your translation trance, with them being on something that can think, they might be able to translate and... Maybe they'll, I mean, they'll translate somehow. Maybe they'll have three bodies or maybe they will have one. Uh, unclear. Oh, God. But that would be terrible. But, you know, there's something though they can translate in some way. I, I share this with the others, obviously, and I'm just kind of maybe we could. Uh, there, there's fucking venom troopers everywhere. They at least have like a brain. Maybe we could like plug them into a venom trooper and that would be enough for them to just kind of make it through with us and we would get our hands on one of those how are they sentient ah, this, could we kill them fuckers were everywhere we can snag one there there are probably easier ways than that <laughs> yeah probably we can find some bodies for them once we get out of here yeah i was gonna say aren't we in like weird future world could do, do, do androids not exist can we just buy some of those when we're out of here, instead of trying to pick a fight with the guards and then smuggle a guard out of here, is that that was what you were saying? Venom troopers aren't guards; they're just fucking brains, uh, brainless soldiers that occasionally get hired by guards. Mostly, pe anyone can make those fuckers. But uh, the point is, we should deal with this once we're out of here. Yeah, Nav's right. The, while this conversation is happening, we're gonna cut back to Colin. You are pawing through the filaments, and you come across one that corresponds with Boberto, the man that you were sent to find the memories of. These, these gloves are very intuitive. And so you start pulling uh, memories through your mind into these flat floppy disks. You remember helping to chart Rook, containing powerful artifacts, doing technogenetic research, most of it flows by too quickly to really grasp, to hold on to, but one is packed with emotion and it hits you like a brick. You see what he saw and feel what he felt. Right now, you are Boberto, and you are terrified. Your hands shake as you drop your bloodstained deathblade. Light shines from the stained glass windows onto the bodies of your former colleagues former friends. You run from the room, clutching an organomer case to your chest. You creep through the shadows to the space docks of Rook, your heartbeat thundering so much you fear it will give you away. And then a chaos skiff pierces Rook's interface membrane and dives down to the dock in front of you, stopping unnaturally quickly before settling in. Any other day, you might have appreciated its retro and almost cartoonish rocket shape. But right now, all you want is to see your friend one more time. Director Isabel Henrietta Piper steps out, standing tall and scanning the area with equal parts wariness and curiosity. You step out into the light, and sadness and anger play across her face. Was it worth it? You grimace and say, Seal it away. Hide it where no one will find it. For us. The director says, Recursion seeds are rare, but they aren't worth what you've done. 
What is it really? You whisper, What we made. It answers everything. It could fix the true code. It could create a hundred recursions. Every faction would fight for it, and no one would survive. No one can know. You gingerly hand her the box. Don't open it until it's safe, and even then, don't open it. She glares at you and wipes a hand across its surface. Light pours out as the organomer becomes transparent to her. She gasps, then swipes the light away again. I'll protect it with my life. No one will ever know it ever existed. She steps back onto the skiff, and within moments it rockets back to the chaos sphere. No one can know. And then you're out of the memory. You are yourself again, kind of rocked by this experience. Uh, everything okay all over there? We worked out to do with the with the guys that don't that are dead ish. I look down at the three copies I have in my hand, and I just sigh. Ah, shit. March 6th, 2009. Dr. Allhart's Case Notes. I have begun working on Radigan Stripe's rehabilitation. While Radigan has seemed initially repentant and understanding of the damage he did, he has deep wounds relating to his origin recursion that give him a sense of justification. Healing these will take a long time but I believe that he and the people he's hurt would benefit from group sessions. We have been helping him reach out to people he victimized to see if they'd be interested in discussions with him. So far, Isa Nyssen has expressed tentative interest. Regardless of who consents to contact him, Mr. Stripes has been providing names and descriptions of as many of his victims as he can remember. Management has also been discussing with me the possibility of putting his musical abilities to use in the future. One idea is to use his powers to attract time-displaced people who are affected by the witch's mischief. For now, such an arrangement is entirely hypothetical. But I have initially high hopes for Mr. Stripes' long-term recovery and restorative capacity. For occasional announcements regarding this production, you can follow us on Twitter at DiceWeavePod or at diceweave.tumblr.com. Colin Thulis is played by Nathan Eastrom, who can be found on Twitter at BertNerdTram. Nav is played by Mackenzie Eastrom, who can be found on Twitter at KenziePhoenix. Peter Bardwell is played by Will Leet. Sarah Bell Wilson is played by Valkyrie Bradford. I'm Lexi Conwell, your host, game master, and editor. I can be found on Twitter at Conwell underscore Alex, or on Facebook at LexiConwellCreative. The original music used in this production was composed by Lexi Conwell. Some of this music can be found on SoundCloud at Lexi Conwell Creative, with additional music from Fractal Skies on Spotify. The logo for Diceweave was created by Allison Healy, who can be found on Facebook at Allison M. Healy Illustrator. The role playing system and setting used for this production is Monty Cook Games The Strange, an official setting of the Cypher system with additional world building by the cast of Diceweave.